Hey guys and girls, this is your host Alisha Lakhani. Welcome to Keep Briefing Podcast. Let's get started. So, you're new to this hobby and your tank is facing some challenges. And a lot of new reefers are telling you the only way you can save your tank is by stabilizing the reef tank. But you don't know what stability is or what parameters you need to stabilize for and how do you stabilize those parameters. Well, you're in luck today because today I'm going to share my experience through this very difficult and painstakingly time-consuming knowledge gathering of reef chemistry stabilization process. I'm going to share my progress and the challenges that I'm still facing right now and how does it look like. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, this topic is a bit confusing because when I started out my reefing journey, a lot of experienced reefers reached out to me and told me that in order to have good growth and coloration, I need to stabilize all my parameters. But you see, the problem is as a new reefer, I don't even know what stability looks like. And even if I know what stability is in a reef tank, I don't know which parameters are the most important parameters to stabilize. Do I stabilize all parameters or do I stabilize one or two parameters? Which one is more important, alkalinity or a nitrate to stabilize or both of them? These were some of the questions that I was asking myself and these are all genuine questions that beginners like you and me ask in the start of this hobby. So here's the deal. During my painful and clunky journey of learning, I realized that stability means something very specific to wide range of reefers in this hobby. And that is exactly what I'm going to share today. But before I share anything, I just want to put a disclaimer out here that I'm not saying that I'm the expert at this or I have somehow mastered the art of stabilizing the reef tank. But I'm just saying that this is my experience. You can learn from it or you can just choose to ignore it. And that is for you to decide. Does that make sense? I think it does. Now, before we try to answer what stability looks like in a reef tank, let's try to understand through my unfortunate experience what instability looks like in a reef tank so that we know exactly what we are trying to solve. So understanding instability is not rocket science, it's just basic reef science and it's part of a reefer's instinct to pick those things up. So trust me when I say that you were born with this. There are some basic indicators to know if something is not going right in your reef tank. For example, the easiest one being your test kits. If your test kits results are not steady and stagnant every single week, then it means your tank is going through a very unstable period. But not to mention a lot of people like to play Indiana Jones with their reef tank and they like to figure things out on their own. That is perfectly fine with me. But personally, I would always opt for a test kit to confirm my judgments. Anyways, in that case, you can realize that if something is dying in your reef tank or things are not opening up properly or fishes are just randomly dying here and there, it means your reef tank is going through a very horrible instable period. And that is pretty much how instability in a reef tank looks like. Now pat yourself on the back and be proud of yourself that you figured out that your reef tank was indeed unstable. So now how do we solve it? The trick is in identifying what kind of person you are. Because your reef tanks are just reflection of your personality. Confused? Let me explain. Try to see if this makes sense. If you're a person who's very laid back and who's very relaxed and likes to take things very slowly and gradually, doesn't like to stress out about things, you'll always skip on your maintenance routine as the first thing. And that's going to harm your reef tank in the long run. If you're a minimalist, you'll always appreciate the beauty of less is more. And you'll choose precisely perfect pieces of livestock and equipment in your reef tank, which are there for a very unique and specific purpose in your reef. 
If you're a science geek like me, you'll try to figure out what theories work and what theories doesn't work. You'll try to experiment as much as you can and you'll try to learn as many things about your tank as you can, which is often going to land you in some sort of trouble, but it's going to expose you to a lot of problems and a lot of understanding on how the basics of this hobby works. If you're a person who likes to take up challenges, you're always going to pick the hardest and most difficult thing to keep alive in your reef tank. And I can go on and on about this. But now you must be asking, how is identifying my unique personality tied with stability in a reef tank? It's actually very simple. To achieve stability in a reef tank, you need to identify what's the core of the issue. To identify the core of the issue, you need to understand what change you did that caused your tank to go in the wrong direction. And 9 out of 10 times when you'll figure out that change, you'll realize that it's closely tied up with your kind of reefing style or your personality in general. So the solution is very simple. Try to figure out what's your reefing style and how you can assist your tank in that sort of evolution. So that tomorrow when you go back to your comfort style of reefing, your tank does not suffer anymore. And that's where you have achieved a long-term stability in your reef tank. Does that make sense? So now when I look back at my own style of reefing when I got started, I got extremely impatient because that was my style of reefing. I wanted everything quick and fast. I remember that I added a lot of livestock in the first few weeks of my cycling process completion. Therefore, I was required to feed a lot to my reef tank. And as we all know, when we feed a lot, your nitrates and phosphates go up, due to which my fishes started jumping out or they started just plain old diet. And the story goes on and on and on until I figured out what was my exact style of reefing. And I tried to put in countermeasures to fix that thing. And now I can proudly say that my reef tank is on path towards stability. A of stability that only I know what it looks like and this makes a lot of sense to me. Now that I know what's my style of reefing, I wanted to set two different types of stability goals. Number one is scientific stability. This is the stability that you can measure. The other one is stability which is tied very closely with my style of reefing. And this is the stability that you cannot measure in the short run but you can see it from your eyes in the long run. These goals are going to assist me in my decision making when I'm facing a problem of instability. To ensure that I don't miss out my scientific stability goals, I make sure that I test every week at the same time on the same day. Along with that, I ensure that my parameter is not changing drastically within 24 hours for more than one degree. Because there's a less risk of stressing out livestock in your reef tank if the change is less than one degree in any direction. Now I know there are so many parameters in a reef tank that you need to ensure that are kept stable. When it comes to nitrates and phosphates, which indicate how dirty a reef tank can get, I just make sure that I'm feeding in a very controlled manner and I don't go all out when it comes to feeding. But there are still days when I feel like I have overfed my reef tank. So what I do is that I start a dosing cycle of no pox for a couple of weeks until the parameter is back in the range. Now I know that's not the most prettiest solution out there and you shouldn't start dosing no box and then suddenly stop and then suddenly start again because then you're creating more die off in your reef tank. But this works out for me. Now when it comes to salinity, I think this is something that our community has absolutely nailed it. We have a very simple solution of adding an auto top off unit which can handle the salinity swings and can ensure that you're not manually topping off or evaporation has no impact on your tank. And I think that works out for 90 to 95% of reefers in this hobby, including me. 
Moving on to managing one of my most favorite parameter in a reef tank, which is alkalinity, calcium, magnesium, and trace elements. And I don't know about you, but I really like to keep things simple. So what I do is that I use a product called All for Reef by Tropic Marine, and I dose the recommended amount, and it keeps all four of these parameters in check for me. It's been God knows how many weeks that I have not even worried about my alkalinity or calcium moving away from a rock solid point. So do check it out. Highly recommend Tropic Marine All for Reef. Easy peasy, right? Now let's talk about the most difficult parameter that I'm always struggling with. It's temperature and I hate it. I live in Malaysia and Malaysia is always boiling hot. So there are two ways to keep a tank chilled. Number one, use a chiller, which is super expensive and I'm not gonna buy it, I'm sorry. The second one is to add fans to your reef tank. They not only keep your tanks cool, but also serves as a reminder that your reef tank is constantly there making that horrible noise. And it's sort of a blessing in disguise because you can never forget to feed that noisy monster of a reef tank. Not cool dude. Now I do use a thermometer to measure my reef tank's temperature and I look at it daily, it just hangs on the side of my tank. I make sure that the temperature is not going above 30 degrees or lower than 20 degrees which is rarely the case, I mean of course. This keeps my temperature game sort of simple, I'm not super proud of it but right now it is what it is. There are other goals that I count as a scientific stability goal. For example, I make sure that I do maintenance on my equipment once a month and I make sure that I give it a thorough clean and I use a proper toothbrush to wipe off all the algae and clean up all the insides of the equipment. Along with that, I make sure that I do a daily glass cleaning of my reef tank. It's not that dirty and I use a flipper cleaner and it's super simple, takes one minute, makes the entire thing super easy. I also try to keep automation as minimal as possible and I try to log every single thing using an app called Aquarimate. It's really useful for reefing hobby. I would highly recommend this app for simple parameter logging, timelines and everything else. Now, we're not technically done, but I'm also experimenting with the length of the episodes. So for now, we are done with part one, but watch out for part two, as it is the continuation of this episode, in which I'll talk about how my style of reefing goes hand in hand with stability and what things would I do differently with the knowledge that I have now. I think that would be a really good episode. So what are you waiting for? Drop by on Instagram at keepreefin and show some support for this podcast and this episode. The links are in the podcast description. Now, if you're with me till this point, I really wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you're subscribed to Keep Reefing on your favorite podcast provider so that you don't miss out on the future episodes that I'll put out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would really mean a lot if you could leave a rating or a review for this podcast. It helps me with the motivation to make more episodes just like this. But until then, thanks for listening. See you in the next episode. This is Alisha Lakhani and I'm signing off. Keep Reefing. Keep Reefing.